And our first reading is from Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 16. And after the epistle, uh, Priscilla will bring us the gospel. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. Whilst she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please stand for the gospel reading? reading from John chapter 17. I ask not only on behalf of this, but also on behalf of those 
who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me, and I have loved them even as I, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you but I know you and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be, may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Good. And I'm going to pray because... Um, the blessing of the Lord is upon all of us. Yes, so yes, I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. And I just pray that your spirit will speak through me. Señor, te agradezco por esta oportunidad y te pido que tu espíritu hable a través mío. Amen. In the name of Jesus, en el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amen. 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 Good. Welcome. Welcome. I said this before, last time I was here. I'm going to say it again because I really like this. Welcome. I'm glad you made it this morning. I'm glad you are here. This is a place to belong. Welcome here. You can be weak. You can be strong. You can be honest. You can be raw. You can rest. Welcome. Are you happy? Content in peace? Welcome. Maybe you thought, you said, you imagined, you did the wrong things. Welcome. You feel you have failed badly. You feel empty, discouraged, angry, resentful, hopeless, hurt. You are mourning. Welcome. Maybe the whole week was a success. <laughs> and everything is where it should be. Welcome. This is the place in which we could be all those things at the same time because we are in the making. We are all welcome. Kay Patterson said in, in her book, this is the place where we see each other according to our destiny, not our history. And somebody wants to meet you today, to listen to you, to hug you, to love you, to whisper, you are wonderful and fearfully made. You are so special. And he says, welcome. I'm glad you made it today. A special welcome I want to give to my friend Marina that she's watching online. So this is a very special private 
Welcome, welcome, Marina, welcome. Last Sunday, Mandy was sharing about the word, and she spoke about a last letter that she decided to write to her children while she was on an airplane. And these would have been her last words, um, last desires cherished by her children. They would have been, they would have read that letter many times to the point of memorizing it. Now imagine a famous person writing something to us personally. Imagine, imagine Shakespeare writing a letter mentioning you, my dear, dear Bimbi, from Shakespeare. Instantly, you know you feel special. You feel unique. You feel loved. And this is the way we should be feeling when we read Jesus' last prayer. Because Jesus prayed for you and for me directly. He gazed, you know, across the rolling centuries. The church of the Redeemer gathered from every nation. And, and suddenly... He saw you sitting at St. Paul's the 29th of May, 2022. And he prayed for you. Wow. And he said, I pray too for those who will, who will come to believe in me. And he prayed also for unity. He said, I pray that they may all be one. Unity. And this is not only an outward thing, but it must mirror nothing less than the unity between the Father and the Son. He says, just as the Father is in the Son and the Son is in the Father, so we too are to live within that unity. Wow, that is high standards of unity. And the result is the world will see and know that this kind of human community, united across all tradition, traditional barriers of race, custom, gender, or class, can only come from the action of the Creator, God, so that the world may believe. Amen. Sometimes we do experience this special um, unity in the church, a sense of belonging, a sense of home. I remember some years ago, uh, John and I traveled to Florida. We, did, we didn't have the, the children in those days. And, uh, and it was a Sunday, and we decided to go to church. So this is Florida, hot weather, humid, we tourists. So we were in shorts, and we went to church in shorts. So we soon realized that that, that not, was not the dressing coat <laughs> in that church. <laughs> but somehow we were excused when, we heard that, when they heard that we were on holiday um, from the UK. But even though we were wearing shorts, we soon felt at home. Well, as we started singing and worship God, we were one. So it didn't matter that we were in shorts or not, you know. If we were one, it was a feeling of home, of belonging. It was nice. But just as often we experience and know that Jesus' prayer for us has not been fully answered. Unity cannot be forced or manipulated. 
This unity is supernatural unity. It is defined by and included in the unity of the Father and Son. It is not by any effort, but by Jesus giving us the glory that the Father had given him. We cannot create the unity of the Spirit, but our responsibility is to maintain and to express that unity. The prayer comes down to the love of the Father surrounding Jesus, and that same love acts as a bond surrounding Jesus' people and us. But Jesus' prayer has a massive, massive encouragement. Jesus prayed for unity. Shall I say it again? Jesus prayed for unity. Mm. Jesus' prayer prevails. If your prayers in Jesus' name are assured of an answer, how much more Jesus' prayer? The church is one and will be one. But that does not absolve us from working for an expression of that unity in the present. But it does deliver us from an unbelieving despair. We are part of a family. Those who heard the message that Jesus spoke passed it on and on and on. There's a program on BBC. I don't know if you watched it. And it's called um, Who Do You Think You Are? Have you watched it? You know, it's a, it's the idea is to, tra- to trace family members and figure out the family tree. There were interesting stories about the past, some good ones, other not so pleasant. But the truth is that we all have a family tree. But I also believe that we have a spiritual, genetic family tree. We came, down, we came to know God through somebody, And that somebody from another somebody. The church is never more than one generation away from extinction. All it will take is for a single person not to pass the word on. In the Acts passage, Paul and Silas in prison, we meet an interesting character, the jailer. No name, as many times in the Bible. Very crucial characters have no name. Like, um, you know, the good Samaritan, no name. The Samaritan woman, no name. The centurion, the widow's son. In this case, we have the jailer. After the earthquake, all the jail doors were open. The the jailer was terrified. He wanted to kill himself because if the prisoners escaped, it would have been his fault. He soon realized that nobody has escaped. That was a miracle for him. Enough miracle to acknowledge that only God could have allowed this to happen. He believed in Jesus and he was baptized together with his entire family. And I believe that the jailer had lots to tell to other people. And he passed the message. And that message was passed again and again and went on and on and on and on. And perhaps, maybe, 
some of us belong to his spiritual family tree. The jailer's spiritual family tree. We are all work in progress, in the making. It says in Psalm 139 that we were knitted together in our mother's womb. And, you know, God did not drop any stitches. It was perfect. And he says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Some years ago, um, I had a talk here, and the title of that talk was The Dot. Some of you may remember. And we are just a dot in history, but an important dot in God's eternal story, like the jailer. We were created intentionally. We have been singled out, handpicked. Do you think you are here because you are here? <laughs> think again. Jesus saw you and he prayed for you. There is no one who is spare part, a third foot or, or a second nose. There is no one who is not necessary or who does not need the rest of the church. We do not come to church to be entertained, to keep God happy, or because we feel like it, we need it. We need each other. We are family. Unity in church is very complex because we are all in the making and with all our humanities. Our faith is not a way to bypass the experience of being human. The Apostle Paul says, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So we come to church with our whole spirit and soul and body. We do not leave any of those bits outside. We are in the making on a sanctification journey. Church is not a social club. Church is the body of Christ. It's alive. It's vibrant. It's a spiritual organism. It goes from glory to glory. And when we participate in church life, we are interacting with each other in deeper ways. Ways that has have an eternal importance and impact. We are a body. We need each other. This is a place where we can open ourselves up. We open up to others. We are allowed and encouraged to be vulnerable. This is a place where we get fed, we feed, and we equip each other to feed others outside, to be church outside. You know what? Where you are sitting now, you don't see them. But underneath those chairs, there are roots. There are spiritual roots unifying each one of you, you and you and the other one behind all of us. There are spiritual roots. And God is blessing us even when we don't feel it or see it as we sang before. Interesting, yesterday I, I had Lawrence as my a member of church listening to my practice of the sermon. <laughs> and when I said this, he said, Mommy, why don't you ask them to put that song about, you know, Waymaker? And mm -hmm. the song was there. 
<laughs> God is blessing us even when we, you don't feel it or see it. We didn't say anything to anybody, but the son was here. So when we leave a place like this, we are never the same people who enter this place. God had work in us, has deposited something of eternal value in us, and he's doing it now, today, in you, now, as you're sitting. Mm. Now, I'm going to touch a very kind of sensitive area. Sometimes, and for different reasons, we move to other churches. And it's okay to serve God in other places. But I have learned many years to be in church, and I think God has spoken to me about this, that is how important is how we live a place is as important as how we enter a new community. When a member of a church decides to go to another place, usually it is a decision that has been thought and prayed about for some time. So when the time comes, the, the luggage, the luggage is ready. But the majority in the church does not know that they were planning the trip, especially those that are not normally part of the people they relate to the most. When you leave, your spiritual roots are still attached to each other and they will be attached forever because you will always be able to always Because we will always, can you, can you hear me? Yes. We will always be able to say that we were in St. Paul's Church. As I said for, before, the church is, is, um, is a living organism. It's part of the Catholic Church. Catholic meaning universal. There is a mystery church. It is holy. When you leave a place for a while, there is an empty space. And the enemy may use that to grow unhealthy and the ideas, gossip, doubts, questions. It is not necessary to explain to the whole church why somebody leaves a place. But it is, I believe, very necessary to be grateful to the church. To acknowledge to God and the church as a body that during a period of time God used this place to bless you, to change you, to transform you. We have no idea of the impact that we have on other people and the impact those people had on us. Of course I do understand that there are different reasons to leave one particular community and go to another one. Sometimes God calls us to be part of another group, to use your talents, to build them up. But sometimes there is a sense of disappointment that can grow as a result of pain, anger, misunderstanding. The other day I, was, I heard a message on UCB radio about talking about disappointment. Disappointment is a feeling. It exists. And it's not there to be suppressed or prayed against, feeling as a source of information. And as I was preparing for this talk, I thought about St. Paul's Church. And how interesting that after this we have a, a, a meeting about 
church world and election and all that. And I've been, I've been in this church for 13 years. We've been, in, John and the family, for 13 years since in, in September. And I have witnessed many blessings, but I also have witnessed disappointing situations. We cannot avoid feeling disappointed. Have you ever been disappointed? I have actually disappointed a lot of people. God understands that. There are many examples in the Bible about godly people that felt disappointed for various reasons. Do you remember Jonah? He was disappointed that God decided to save the people from Nineveh, of all things to be disappointed about. <laughs> but God teaches him slowly and makes Jonah question his motives. Let me tell you something. We are allowed to feel disappointed and still trust that God is holding us and has good intentions for us. We are allowed to feel disappointed and still be grateful for all that we have. We are allowed to feel disappointed and trust that God is good to us. We are in a journey, a sanctification journey, spirit, body, and soul. So, glue. Yes, that was the title today. I believe God wants to shower us with a special glue. When I prepare these sermons, I always ask God, Lord, give me a picture of something. And I always have one. And I say, okay, glue. Glue. And you know when you want to glue something, you want to repair something in the house, in the the instruction, the, the glue says... You have to clean both surfaces before you glue them. Yeah, it's important to clean those surfaces. Perhaps today is a cleaning time. In a moment, I'll ask you to be silent just for one minute and ask God to show you your heart, your mind, to reveal to you the times when we were not pursuing unity or when unity was almost impossible. An impossible thing. We thought it was impossible. If we feel disappointed, welcome it and ask God what he wants to reveal through it. Let's ask God to reveal in us a sense of belonging. We bear a family name. We have been adopted and we belong to the same family. Church was God's idea. And as such, is perfect. He has prayed for each one of us for unity. He is preparing the bride. There is a blessing in being church. Let's have a moment of reflection. Allow the, the Spirit of God to speak to you. And at the end of that minute, I will read Psalm 133 just to finish. Let's have a moment of reflection.
unity. How truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It's as precious as the sacred scented oil flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon his beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This harmony can be compared to the dew dripping from Mount Hermon, which flows down upon the hills of Zion. Indeed, that is where Yahweh has decreed his blessings will be found, the promise of life forevermore. Lord, thank you. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for St. Paul's and all the other churches, the church, the universal church. Thank you, Lord. Just bless us with glue, with that special glue. We can be together for your glory forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.